slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get a little bit more sleep. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in a nice, warm, comfortable bed than our slightly less comfortable pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later, right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. Now you're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important about getting together as a Christian community. You're going to miss out on other people, for example, who can be both sources of support and encouragement and also people who might challenge your worldview a little bit. You are going to miss out on inspiring music and adorable children. You're going to miss out on seeing our beautiful faces. And you won't get any cookies that we have during fellowship time. No cookies for you, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not necessarily theological experts or perfect preachers, but we are uh, your average pastors, working with our congregations to think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you do need to be away from church, if you are away from home or working or coaching your kids' gymnastics team, or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas that are floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening, snuggle up with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and receive this with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we don't really care if you agree with everything we say or not. In fact, we encourage you to question it, to disagree, and to figure out what you think. We're happy to be in conversation with you as you do that. Uh, Us saying that we don't care what you think doesn't mean that we don't want to hear your opinion and have a conversation with you. It just means that we don't expect you to agree with us all the time. And our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world that we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So, Chris, we preached the same text this week. Shocking. Shocking. Lectionary Lectionary preachers. We both jumped into Matthew, and you're going to do a whole series on Matthew, and I'm going to hop around because the next uh, lectionary text on Matthew, I've already preached in the last six months, and I hate to repeat so quickly. Okay. Because, you know, you got to keep it, you know, you don't want to put everybody to sleep in the pews. There's plenty of scripture to choose from. So I'm going to hop around a little bit. So we both tackled the Beatitudes, Matthew's Sermon on the Mount, the opening gambit on the Sermon on the Mount. But we did take a slightly different tact, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. So where I started was I got thinking about some Jesus junk. Do you Jesus know what I mean? Jesus junk. You know, the sayings, the, the things you oh, can okay. buy with like sayings on them and stuff. Oh, and- okay. Guilty. Yeah, but I don't. I don't buy all the Jesus junk, but I buy the funny right. Jesus junk. Like I have the Jesus bobblehead, right, right, that sits next to my John Wesley bobblehead right. and my Sharks hockey troll doll, right, on I mean, my desk. Because those are the big three for me: right. uh, <laughs> Jesus, John Wesley, and the Sharks. I have the ooh, my favorite piece of Jesus junk. Can I say? Okay, is a pink crushed velvet Jesus magic eight ball. Yep. That you can turn it over and the little magic eight ball part of it at the bottom answers prayer with things like sinner and (laughs) I still love you and let me ask my dad and just funny things like that. So I I love all the little action figures and... And so, and, and but you're talking about like sincere Jesus. Junk. I'm talking about sincere Jesus junk, right? Like the plaques and stuff you can buy that are like encouraging and, and whatever. Yeah. Right? The one that popped into my mind when I was thinking about the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are, is the too blessed to be stressed. Ooh, 
Ooh. You know, you can get on a mug or a t-shirt. This is maybe the Bible cuffed thing that we talked about before. Too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> right? And it, it just kind of makes me go, ugh. I mean, on the surface, it's a really nice sentiment. Like, I shouldn't be stressed because I'm... I can I'm, be grateful. I should even be grateful in the midst of everything. In the midst of, right? Which is different than... After really thinking about this scripture this week, I think it's a, I think it's a situation of, I don't think that means what you think it means. Uh, I do not think that word means what, what you, you think, think it means. means. Right. And in my head, I, I, I hear that in a Ricky Ricardo voice. Oh no, that's Princess Bride all the way. Right. But in my head, you know what I'm saying? Anyway. Inconceivable. But, inconceivable. Because I think it's a, it's a really nice sentiment. It's a gratitude thing, right? Yeah. But I don't actually think that Jesus is talking about a gratitude situation when we come to blessed are. When I look at this passage, like I remember that this is a situation where Jesus has gone up the hill and there's this mention of the crowds. There's this mention of Jesus sitting and then the 12 disciples sitting around him. And I have this sense that we're sort of eavesdropping on the conversation. Like Jesus is getting down to brass tacks with these guys that he's just recruited. Yes. <laughs> and he's saying, this is how we're going to do this. And he gives these these nine blessings, right? right. I joked on Sunday that um, he didn't give 12 because he knew there was going to have to be some cooperative teamwork to learn them all. <laughs> they didn't want to split them up. They didn't want to split like them up. Peter gets to be poor in spirit. Right, and right. So James so gets to be So they have to, to work on them together. Humble. Right, yeah. right. Because what I see Jesus saying here is talking about the conditions where blessedness comes in. And it's, it's that thing where we, we talked about it earlier about you look at these and you think, oh, these are not blessings. Mm. These are not places I want to be. Right. I don't. I do not want to be in this mournful place. They aren't I happy. do not want to be in this, this struggling place. I don't want to be in these places. But Jesus is saying, "There's blessedness here. There's blessed are those who end right. up there." You're, you're like, this is not a giggle fit, right? This is not a giggle fit, and it comes back to our understanding of what the word means. Blessed are, and if you went up to a stranger on the street and said, "What is a blessing? What does it mean to be blessed?" Ooh. What answers are you going to get? Most of the time, I would think you would get material answers. Right. Like, you're blessed if you have food on food the table. table. You're blessed if you have a ha- house to live mm-hmm. in, a roof over your head. You're blessed if you have an education. You're blessed if you, you have, have a vehicle. A vehicle. Yeah, all of Or the, you're blessed if you can do X, Y, or Z, like travel. If you're a talented artist. A talented artist, yeah. If you're a great scientist. Right, right. And I think also, we, we also associate it with good. Mm. Like, maybe it's a blessing is to have all the good things. Yes. Right? Or to have a blessing would be the things we want to receive or, or happiness. Yes. Right? And and the problem with those definitions, you know, like when we equate good things with blessings, sometimes what we've quote unquote called good yes. is actually bad for us. Right. Or leads us in selfish ways. Because am I more blessed than you if I receive $100 in the mail randomly? That's where we start getting into trouble, right? Right. I got it and you didn't. So what immediately popped into my head is, why are you getting $100? Who died? Like, no, <laughs> of course you're not more blessed. Right, 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 right. Of course right, right. not. But we have to be careful because, I mean, this is some of the stuff that leads us into like prosperity gospel teachings. Right. Oh, like, yes. Like, I'm blessed because uh, God blessed me because I believe better than you or I'm a better. And therefore I have a mansion. And, and therefore I have a mansion and, and I claimed it and I got it. Right. I and mean, if you don't have a mansion, it's because you're not blessed and God hasn't answered your prayers because you're not praying hard enough and you're not good yeah. enough and all the things. And none of the words we just used are in this up. passage. <laughs> so, so my favorite Jesus junk uh-huh. is the prosperity gospel-ish page a day calendar things. 
that have some inspirational scripture that right, help you keep right. going. And mm-hmm. one of the quotes on one of them was from Matthew, and it was, bow down and worship me, and I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. Oh. And it was unattributed. They they made it look like it was a promise of God. I think it was like a promises calendar. Right. Bow down and worship me, and I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. If you look it up, it's actually said by Satan to Jesus <laughs> to tempt him. Like, that is the exact opposite yes, of what exactly. we want to be upholding. Right. But it, So it's Jesus junk, and it's out of context, and it, and it upholds this picture of what we're about that is the opposite, opposite of what, of we're, what we're about. about. Yeah. Even, even the definition of blessing as being happy leads us into some really theologically and interpersonally and personally hard places. Because if you suffer from depression, are you less blessed? I don't I'm, think I'm, so. I, I don't think that you need me to answer that one, right? Yeah, like, right? Of like, that's not. an obvious, of course not. You have but some we have challenges, to say, but, but we have to blessed. say that out loud. Yeah. We have to say that out loud in our, in our, in our current context, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. There's so much stigma around yeah. mental illness. Mental illness. Stigma or... and just misunderstanding mm-hmm. and how that connect. you know, all of that. So, so I want us to be really clear about the. It doesn't kind of what mean you're doing. not praying hard enough, right? It doesn't right. mean you're not a good enough person, right? It doesn't mean that God is ignoring you, right? Right. So I did the preacher thing on Sunday, Ooh, and I went. It. I went back to the Greek word. Oh, you right? did that, right? Which is absolutely hilarious because I like I I totally did the whole pastors do this, but and I said it's for a good reason, and then I said. And there's no help in it today. <laughs> yeah, at least you can't. Well, and Mike just did this on the episode a couple of episodes uh-huh. ago where he was like, here are the two words for faith, but it's important for us to look at what words mean. Right, right. You know, and not and just so, what we assume they mean. Right. So the Greek word that's used here, and my Greek is awful, is makarios, M-A-K-A-R-I-O-S. Okay. Right? Makar- makarios. Makarios. Um, it doesn't or we get- could, can we just slaughter it? So, because we can just acknowledge that we don't speak Greek. You don't speak Greek. Macarios. Macarios. Oh, yeah, that's great. It I makes like it that. sound delicious, doesn't it? Like Is it's something that like you a should macaroon? have. Or like macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. Macarios. Anyway. Okay. Um, and this word just means happy or fortunate or well off, okay. right? Fortunate. Which is probably the closest, but but where I think... To have fortune. To have fortune, which is not actually where I think Jesus is leading. Okay. See, where I think this is definitely one of those places, as you began to mention, that words limit us. Yes. Right? So we, we're working with our limited understanding of language and, and forgetting that language has context and place and, and all those things. And I think it's important here to mention that sometimes as Christians, we read the Beatitudes as if they are some spectacular new form of literature that Jesus came up with. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an innovator, that Jesus. Right? He's just a rabbi in like one of the <laughs> oldest religions right? in the world. He so was just preaching what he knew. And he was using the forms he knew. So part of it too is that we don't hear it the same way, mm. right? And so I think we get closer to understanding what Jesus is talking about when I ask you, what does it feel like to be blessed? Hmm. So going back to my examples of like what we would call a blessing, uh-huh. sometimes don't feel like anything or they, they come with a baggage. When we have those experiences of being blessed, of feeling blessing, it's something different. And I, I want you to kind of hold on to that feeling. Okay. Because I don't have really have words for it. So I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, you've gotten that feeling, right? Yeah. And then I want to um, I want you to think about the idea that there is, in essence, uh, a part of blessing that is about gift. Hmm. Like grace. Yeah. Like mercy. Unexpected, unearned. That is a giftedness. Like, I can't go earn blessing. That When you talk about that feeling... 
And you talk about like the idea that it is a gift, right? Those two things, when they mix together, I think we get a lot closer to where Jesus is talking. Yeah. Because he's saying when you're in the midst of, when you're not feeling the fullest, when you're poor in spirit. There's room to be filled up. There's a room to be filled up, right? And there's room for the gift of being blessed. Without you thinking you've earned it. Without you thinking Without you've you thinking it. you've worked for right? it. Right? And then I'm going to push it just a little bit further. And what I came to, to thinking about in this passage this week is that being blessed is the gift of seeing the realm of God. Yes. So when we say, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for they will see God. Mm-hmm. The blessing is what enables us to see God in the midst of where we are. To see where God's actually already moving. Where God is already moving. And because it's a gift, it also comes with a little bit of assurance. Mm -hmm. Something we often need. Yes. (laughs) Right? That we're in the midst of that. That we are a part of that coming realm. See, being blessed is, is not an observer position. Being blessed is in the midst of. Because you are in the midst of where God is. Yeah. The network where God is the network flowing like little electrical pulses. Right. I mean, you're you're there. When I think about it that way, I go, whoa, what a cool place to be. And then I go, uh-oh. Uh-oh, except that it's all these other things. And well, uh-oh, oh my gosh, I'm in over my head, perhaps. Uh-oh, when I'm honest, I don't really want to have to be a part of any... I don't want to have to go there... To get that. To get that. I don't like the notion that I'm going to have to... To be in the midst of some harder stuff, some struggle, some loss, mm-hmm. some pain, pain, grief, risk, grief, risk, to be able to be in the midst of that, to be able to have that blessed feeling. You know, and then we look at the text, right? We go, yeah. oh, you mentioned people cross-stitching this, you know, this is cross-stitching this stuff on pillows. Or, yeah. But like we don't cross-stitch words that are ugly because nobody wants to spend any time. Nobody wants it. the story of the concubine on a pillow. Well, my you, friend John you, wrote a song you might, about you might it. Get, you might be getting that for Christmas next year. Tito, Tito <laughs> and the Giant wrote a song about it. It's pretty good. But what I'm saying is that so we, we, we tend to like idolize that beauty, right? Like it's beautiful and... and bow down before me. Bow down I will before. give you all the kingdoms of the world. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And this is where we have to be careful about the list thing. You were talking about that and did a, a really good shakedown of that. So if you haven't listened to last... The last episode, you know, go see that one. Episode 17, The Preacher's Okay. Right. Yeah, The Preacher's Okay. Because cause if we're not careful, we can look at this list of Beatitudes and go, oh, I'm, I'm just a mere mortal. I can't live up to this. I am a worm. I am a worm. Especially if we think this is the instruction manual. I don't deserve anything. I don't right. get anything. Right. And that's not what Jesus is talking about. Because I think Jesus says, this is going to happen to you. You are going to be in place. You're going to be poor in spirit sometimes. You're going to experience all of these things because you are alive. I've. This is going to happen. And I want you to realize that when this happens, I'm in the midst of this too. And that these are opportunities for you to glimpse. Even if they're not caused by God. Even, especially if they're they not, caused, not by caused by God. And they are not caused by God. But even in the midst of these things, God is working. And yeah. so when this happens to you, know that God is not far. I want people to let go of the whole, I'm not enough in mm. this. Yes. And say, this is something I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. Where is God in here? Yeah. What or, am I glimpsing? Or even the, everything is going wrong right now. Everything is going wrong right Right. now, and some part of it is my fault, or some part of it is because I am not a good enough person, a good enough creature, a good enough mother, a good enough daughter, a good enough child. All of those things, but to be able to say, this is not caused by God, and in the midst of this, God is still working. Yes. And 
to allow ourselves to be open enough to see that. Yeah. And I also think, so it's really easy for us to like personalize everything we read in scripture. Yeah. It's all I say. It's all me. It's all about me. It's all about my, you know. So I also want to challenge us that when we read the Beatitudes, it's not necessarily about our direct personal experience. So the one example I want to give is blessed are those who mourn. So Jesus says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is a beautiful sentiment for somebody deep in grief to express that to them. And it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. But what I want us to remember is that I think that Jesus is saying something more than, you know, you've lost your beloved and you're grieving. I think Jesus is saying, blessed are those who grieve that the world is not as it should be. And so those are people who look around and say, there is injustice. And I'm pissed about it. You know, that's and it grief. it breaks my heart. And, and it, it breaks my up heart at night. night. And I have to leave my house and go do something about it. Well, and to say it to all 12 of them together, to not say, dear Peter, yeah, blessed are you when you mourn, but to right. say, hey, y'all, like I, the, the Bible is a y'all kind of book, right? Right. Hey, y'all, from me, know that when you are all in this together, Heather. you also can provide each other with comfort. Right. Well, and I think what it does, I think the promise of comfort there isn't just in one another, but the comfort is, is that when we are in those kinds of places of grief, Mm -hmm. where it's not, there's usually a personal connection, but it's not all about us. Yes. The comfort we might be in the midst of is that that we're in the midst of what God is doing, right? That that's the comfort. The comfort is God is not yet done. And God's saying, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. And to see that the realm is coming, even if it doesn't come in our time frame. Yeah. Especially when it doesn't come in our time frame. Right. Because will it? No. Unfortunately. We right? can we can make steps. We're going to make steps. Right. We're going to walk that path, but it might not get here as quickly as we want it to. And so I think when you look at each of these with that kind of a lens, the Beatitudes also expand. Mm. They leave their um, listhood behind mm-hmm. and they, they sort of become fruit. When we're when we're poor in spirit, there's fruit that comes from that. Yes. When we mourn, there is fruit that comes from that. There is a, when we're meek, there's fruit that comes from that. When we when we give mercy. Yeah. When, when we give mercy, when you receive mercy, right? Right. right. That's a whole thing. But right. when you give, give mercy, mercy, you get to experience the fullness of, of forgiveness, right? Because you get to experience the power mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the joy. Yep. And the peace. Yeah. That comes with letting go of something. Oh, yeah. That, you know, you also experience when somebody forgives you. Right. But to find the power of the agency that you have in choosing to not hold something against somebody. I mean, and I think each one of these, and there's nine of them, you know, we talked about that earlier, give us a piece of that. Mm-hmm. And they do build. They are, they are progressive in that way. And I think that's just, that's the powerful thing. And so I think we need to to change in our head what it means to be blessed is really where I'm coming from. Like mm-hmm. where I really want us to be. I really want us to think about blessed not as perfection. Yes. But blessed as being on the road and to that Wesleyan perfection of right. the mind of God. It's not the status. It's not the wealth. No. It's not worldly standards. It's recognizing that whatever you are in, God is working in right. it. Right. And to develop gratitude. Right. To develop a sense of deep rootedness in God's grace. Yeah. So and that to, whatever and to else is going attention. on. I mean, some of, it's, some yeah. of it's just that attentiveness because we get caught up in thinking if it doesn't fit in the box that some other person has described as what it means to be in the company of God, mm-hmm. then it's not worthy. It's not, it's not good. It's not fill in the blank. And Jesus says, here's some things that nobody says you want. 
But when we're in the midst of those, even those, you see God moving. You can see God moving. And it's not to say that you can't see God moving in happiness. Because <laughs> I would also argue oh, that yeah. this is not a complete list. And I think that's the other thing is when everything is going well, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago too, but when everything is going well, you might not be paying as close of attention right. because you sort of you got it under control. You're on the right. top of the pile. It's okay. That um, was me. I did it. Right? Yeah. Versus... I, yeah. That was like, look at how great I am as right. opposed to I'm at the end and of my rope. rope. Right. And... As, um, as and if anything good says, is going to happen right now, if anything good is going to happen right now, it's got to be from God. Yeah. So that's, you know, once we get there, we really will be too blessed to be stressed. Oh, jeez. Let's, let's never say that again. <laughs> I had to. I had Hashtag to. blessed. Oh, oh yes. Yes, yes. Lord save us. <sighs> All right. Well, um, well, thanks, Susan. You're welcome. And thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. If you have questions for us, if you have stories, if you have your own interpretation of what you think the Beatitudes mean, we would love to hear it. Please contact us. Send us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com or you can contact us through our website, sundaymorningsleepin.com and the contact page there. Um, you can find us on iTunes, on Google Play. Just search for Sunday Morning Sleep In. Share us with your friends. Share us on social media. We would enjoy that. If you think that there's somebody in your life who uh, needs a good word, feel free to pass us along. And uh, we're grateful for that. The scripture for this podcast was Matthew 5, 1 to 12. And the theme music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. And so my blessing, uh, as we do at the end of this show, my blessing for all of you listening is that you might indeed be blessed and that doesn't mean i'm asking for bad things to happen to you because they're going to happen anyway they're going to happen anyway but what i'm saying is is look around pay attention and notice the ways in which god is moving in and through you to bring glimpses of the coming kingdom all around and be thankful for it amen amen